Welcome to Cornerstone Church. My name is Sean Afkam, the lead pastor here. If you're visiting with us, thank you for coming today. Um, you know, this is the last Sunday of the year, and uh, I'm, I, uh, I wasn't actually supposed to be preaching this Sunday. Our uh, youth pastor, Pastor Patrick, was supposed to preach this Sunday, but he calls me at 5 a.m. and says he's sick. So you got me today, amen? <laughs> actually, our worship pastor, Pastor Kevin, has the flu. He was supposed to be leading worship today, and so they must have been drinking out of the same eggnog, eggnog cup or something, or I don't know, but uh, anyway, uh, they, uh, they're not here today, and so the worship team, I just, just give our worship team a hand for, for uh, uh, leading and uh, coming on the spur of the moment, some of a couple of them, and uh, God's just so good. Um, next week is uh, the first Sunday of, uh, of 2020, January 5th, and um, we're going to have, we have something that we do here, if, you're, if you've never, you haven't been here on the first Sunday of the year, we have all of our elders and uh, some of our staff that will be up here on the stage with me, and they've been praying about 2020, what God is telling them about 2020, what he is trying to speak to us, I'm, I need to get this in here, uh, and uh, and so I, w- I want to encourage you to come. Don't miss that. Don't miss next week. And uh, because the elders are going to be up here and we're going to be saying what we feel like that God is uh, going to be doing. I, I think I'm just messing this up even more. Anyway, um, and so uh, I want to encourage you to just, uh, be praying about next week and, uh, and just come. Don't miss it. And uh, so it's just a great time with all of our elders and staff and them giving words about 2020, what they feel like God is saying about this coming year. So don't miss that. And, uh, and then Jan- January 6th, the next day, that Monday, starts our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And uh, I'm looking forward uh, to that. Um, we're going to be uh, praying and uh, fasting throughout for the next 21 days of, of January. And uh, some, some of the things that you need to be praying about right now, what is God having you fast? And a lot of times what we, we really feel like you need to do is increase your prayer time and your worship time. So we, we ask people to fast things that, you know, you, you know, fast TV, fast social media, fast things that maybe you can uh, spend that time that you would usually on social media or, or TV or something else and, uh, and to be able to pray and to seek the Lord and, uh, for, the, for, the, for the first uh, for 21 days in January. And I believe God's going to be speaking to us and, and uh, saying some things to us as a church overall. Um, and then the f- Wednesdays, not the first Wednesday, but the, there's three Wednesdays in that time period that we'll, we're going to be up here um, on Wednesday night. We're going to be praying. We're going to be worshiping the Lord. The elders will be up here and uh, laying hands on people and, uh, and, if you, and, and prophesying. And uh, and uh, praying over you, so you don't you want you want to come for that. That's something that's going to be an exciting time. You know, Paul talks about stirring up the gift of God by the laying on the hands of the elders, and uh, we need to have that in our lives, Amen. And so the elders will be up here um, doing that. I'll be up here, and uh, it's going to be just a, a great time, Amen. Well, um, in your bulletin there are some blank notes you can follow along with us. But if you have our app, I did. I was able to get our, my notes a little bit on the app, so you can go ahead and uh, click on that, and they're on there. Just go click on sermon notes once you click on our app. If you don't have our app, it's uh, Cornerstone uh, Kansas City or something like that. You have to search for and uh, get that, and you can uh, download that. Um, 
I had, I had a word in my heart for today anyway. I mean, when um, Patrick had said, I'm, I'm not feeling well, I said, well, that's no problem. I, I have something. And I want us to prepare for 2020. And, you know, Jesus prepared a lot uh, in his life. And, you know, he prepared, always prepared to do something through prayer, through um, preparing his heart, you know, and preparing his life. You know, he had a simple purpose behind everything he did. He didn't let pain hinder him. We know that. He endured the cross. He endured the shame. Um, but uh, he, was, he utilized the Holy Spirit's power. He was fueled with the passion that God had put in him for us. And, uh, and that, that caused him to never quit. You know, in 2020, we're going to have to have that. We're going to have to utilize the Holy Spirit's power in our life like more than ever. With all the noise that's going to be going on in this world in 2020 because of elections, because of other things, we need to hear the voice of God. Right? More than ever, you need to be, you know, be, be focused on the voice of the Lord. Um, because you know, God is a lot bigger, bigger than the American elections. I want you to know that. He has something else, and I don't want us to get sidetracked. Not that the elections aren't important. Uh, don't get me wrong, and I'll talk about that here in the coming year. But, uh, but what's important is that the church, the body of Christ, um, rises up. Amen? Um, rises up in, in his purposes, in his kingdom, and bringing his kingdom on this earth. Amen? And so um, there's a lot of things I believe that the Lord wants to do in our lives. We start out in the new year. It's, it's a new beginning. It's some things. I mean, how many, I mean, we have 2019. Some of it was good, right, in your life. Some of it wasn't so good. Some things came to pass that you wanted to come to pass, and some things you're still waiting for, right? Um, but uh, 2020 is, is, is something that we continue. We move forward in the Lord. And the enemy wants us to get stuck, to get stopped in moving and going, growing in the Lord and continuing because of maybe regret, because maybe sin that might have happened that, um, was, that had not been uh, repented and changed and, and you got freedom from. Or it could have been uh, some other thoughts um, lack of uh, seeing the, what you wanted to happen. We all have that. Trust me, all of us. Everyone in us have, have, that, have that in our lives. There's some things I wanted to see happen in my life personally, in ministry and everything, that just did not, not pan out. But it's okay. I'm still believing. Just like that song we, we're singing, even when I don't see it, you're working. Amen? Uh, we continue, and, we, and the, the enemy wants to stop you from continuing in what God has for you in 2020. And the words of the Lord are, and the promises of God are yes and amen. We sing that. I mean, the words that God has given you, the dreams and the purposes, do not give up on them. Amen? Lisa um, was reading me a quote, and I'm, I'm not going to even try to quote it because I can't exactly remember it. But it had something that the fact that you're still living today means you can be who God's called you to be. That has not stopped. That has not ended. You can be the person who God's called you to be. She'll give, hopefully give that next week. And, uh, um, but well, God has something for us to walk in. To grab hold of. And this could be the year that you see that those things come to pass. This, this could be there. This may, may not be the year for some of them. I'm not promising you everything is going to be great. Because it never is. We're just not there yet. Right? 
But we continue and we just say, God, I'm going to grab hold of things and I'm not going to, I'm not going to let them go. I'm going to, you know, the things that you promised me in 2019, for whatever reason, didn't come to pass. But guess what? My life is not over with. You know, God is not concerned whether what the numbers is on our years. You know that, right? He has something for you. And I want you to grab hold of it. And I don't want you to let it go. And I don't want you to get discouraged because it can be discouraging, right? I know that. But we have to grab hold of those things. Just like the men and the women that were listed in, in, in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews 11, the chapter of faith. They said they, 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 they died in faith. Let that be on my tombstone. He died in faith in God, right? Trusting in him. And so don't give up on those things. Don't give up on what God has called you. Because that's what I feel like the enemy is trying to do. And listen, listen. When that happens, and I feel like that's happening more and more and more right now to the body of Christ, is trying to get us discouraged, to get us to stop, to quit, and not continue. I know what's going to happen. I know he knows what's going to happen is that there is something coming, and he's trying to stop what God is trying to do in and through our lives. So we got to continue. So how do we continue? Number one, you've got to continue this year in humility. You must be humble. James 4, 6, but he gives more grace. The thing about it is you are received grace. You have grace. Grace is that enablement of God, that the ability of God to do what he's called you to do, who he's called you to be. That's grace. He gives more grace, though, Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. We have to get ready for 2020 in a posture of humility. See, when we take on discouragement and we stop, that's called pride. That means we are rejecting what God has for us and believing him for it to happen, and we're taking on it on our own self. And guess what? When we have discouragement, we're saying we failed, right? We're saying that we're not enough, that we're not capable, and you got to stop that. Discouragement is meant to discourage, to stop you, to make you afraid. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. When we are discouraged, you know what that's happening. You're going to give up. But you're taking it all on yourself. It's not that you're blaming God. And you may blame God for things. And when we blame God, we're actually blaming ourselves. So we take on all that shame and all that condemnation comes on us. See, it's a trick of the enemy to get you to get discouraged so you'll stop and not be who God's called you to be. And live like God's called you to live and and grab hold of some things. Humility is saying, God, I'm not enough. I can't do this. These things that you promise in your word, these things that you promise me in my spirit, I can't do it. I can't, I can't take hold of it. I need you. Humility is bowing yourself to the will of God, whether you see it or you don't see it. I bow my will to you. When I, when I have godly humility, I become comfortable in the sense that I'm okay with where I'm at, with where God has me and what God has called me to do. Philippians 2, 3 says this, do nothing out of selfish ambition 
or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourself. Humility, bringing that on me, not only that I recognize that God, you are Lord, I begin to love others more than myself. So humility begins when I have a sense of subordination to God. I bow my knee to him. You are the king of kings. Jesus said this, Matthew 10, 24, he says, A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a slave above his master. And God, I, I thank you. I bless you. God, I, these dreams and these visions that you've given me, Lord, I, I don't know how they're going to come to pass. I don't know how it's going to happen. In fact, to be honest with you, Lord, I, I wish it would already happen. But you said it. And you will bring it to pass. And I bow my knee and my will and my regret and my confusion. I bow my sadness, everything, my hurt, my pain. I give that to you. And I bow it down. They will not be lords of my life. You will be Lord of my life. And if you said it, then it's yours. And if I miss and I, if I didn't hear you correctly, you're going you're gonna to change it. But for right now, it's in my heart. Listen, let me tell you something. If you feel regret or sadness because something didn't come to pass last year, that means it's still in your heart and it's still of God. And you need to change that regret to thanksgiving. You need to move that and give it to the Lord and start thanking him and say, God, I love you. I thank you. Don't allow the enemy to steal that from you. Because he wants you to get into regret and sadness that didn't happen so you'll stop thinking about it. Because when, when, what, what happens when you feel condemnation? What happens when you feel shame? What happens when you feel regret? What happens, what happens to you? You put it in the back corner because you, it hurts. Those things are not for you. Those things are not of God. And so what you want to do is you want to get those things away where you don't think about it anymore. And that's why a lot of people lay down the vision of God for their life because they have this regret that it hasn't happened yet and they're sad about it and they're, they're ashamed and they're in condemnation. And so what they do is just take it all out. I don't want to hear it anymore. It must not be of God. It may be of God. So that's why prayer and, and asking and seeking the Lord and making sure that this is right. There's things that, that I believe is the Lord for me in my life, and, and I know it's the Lord, and I haven't seen it yet, but I know it's God. I'm going to still pray for it. I'm still believe God for it. And that, that shame and that thing that I haven't done that, because it's real easy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be 50 here in a little over a year. 50 years old, young. Amen. That's young, right? So for some of you, it's real young. Some of you, God, that's old, you know. And, uh, and, uh, and I look back on my life, and I'm thinking, man, I would have thought I would have done this and this and this. And I've done a lot in my life. And I, I, I still have those things that I wish I, wish I would have been there. wish I would have had this. I wish I would have done this. But I can't stay there. I'm not dead yet. Right? I will die one day. You'll die one day. Right? And we'll go to heaven. My life is not this. I don't I, I look forward to my, my treasures in heaven. Amen. It's Jesus being with him. 
I have a purpose on this earth. I'm going to fulfill my purpose. No matter what. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to have faith and, and uh, trust Him. And uh, I'm not going to live in regret. I'm not going to allow that to stop me. And humility is bowing down to Him. Jesus said this in Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29. He says, I am gentle and humble in heart. We should have the mind of Christ here. The attitude that Christ Jesus had here. That we have that. That we ha- Amen. And the word said. <laughs> Be humble. Humble yourself before the Lord. See, God is looking for us to do that. You know, this 21 days of prayer and fasting that we're going to be doing, it's a great time just to lay everything at the feet of Jesus. This is what I do every year. Every year. I, I actually do it multiple times a year. But especially at the beginning of the year, I lay all my dreams, everything that I feel like God has, or has, and I lay it at his feet and says, God, if that's not of you, take the desire away from me. I lay it at the foot of the cross. But if that's you, I still have that desire. I'm going after it. I'm going to do what you say. I'm going to be as faithful as I know how. I know I won't be perfect. You're going to make the difference. You're going to show me. You're going to put people around me when I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. They're going to help me be held accountable. But I'm going to, I'm going to be faithful to that, to that word. And there's some things that, some things I lay at the cross. He said, and they go away. It says, okay, I'm not going to chase that anymore. Maybe that was me. Maybe I messed it up. Maybe I, maybe I, I messed up and it's, it's gone. It's okay. No condemnation, no shame. I'm going to move forward. Amen? And that's what humility does. You bring it to the Lord, everything. See, my life, I live, is not my own. I have died to myself. That's what it means to be a believer. And you get to his life. Amen? Which is far greater. I get to serve him. Amen? Number two, to prepare, we've got to find humility. We've got to be humble, but we also have to find God's purpose. I believe a lot of times the body of Christ, especially in America, has forgot the purposes of God. We've got to be about the purposes of God. That's what really propels you in good times and in not so good times. Having the purpose of God. What is the purpose of God for your life, especially in 2020? What does God have for you to do? We are constantly growing in him, hopefully come, becoming closer to him in every day. And we're receiving the grace to accomplish the task that he has for us. And as we operate in the purposes of God, that, that really means that we start to operate in the gift of the Holy Spirit, the, the, uh, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, that love, joy, peace, and long-suffering. I mean, we start to operate in those things, but you've got to know the purposes of God for your life. We are, need to live for him in every area of our life. How are you living for him in every area of your life? How are you living for him in your marriage? How are you living for him at your work, at your job, at, at, in your children? How, how are you, what is the purpose of God in every area of your life? You've got to be able to name it and know it. How are you bringing glory to God in everything that you do? That is so important. And a lot of times at the body of Christ, we've lost that. We, we, selfishness, humanism has come into the body of Christ, the church, right? 
We've all been there in some way. So I'm not pointing fingers at just anybody out here. I'm pointing fingers at us too, right? We all have that thing, area of selfishness. You just got done with Christmas. How many of your kids didn't get what they wanted? How many of you didn't get what you wanted and just kind of soaked a little bit, right? Humanism has come in. Humanism is the, the, the worship of self. Selfishness. Our hearts are for him in everything we do. What is the purpose of what you're doing? Why are you doing it? How are you bringing glory to God? How are you bringing his kingdom here on this earth in the people's lives? And so it's different for every one of us, okay? None of us are the same. We all have a gift. We all have a, have a, a, a part in the plan of God. So what is that in your life and how are you doing that? That's why you humble yourself so you can listen and hear the voice of God and say, this is what God's called me to do. This is who God's called me to be. I love 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. It says, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on the behalf of who? Of those whose heart is loyal to him. Whose heart is loyal. I want, I want that, right? God, every area of my life. So, so this time of prayer and fasting that we're going to be doing, I'm setting down everything in my life. I, I do it every year. I do it multiple times throughout the year, especially at the beginning of the year. And I say, God, I, need, I want to bring glory to you. I want to be faithful to the call of Christ Jesus. I want to be faithful to you. Am I bringing glory? And how am I bringing glory to you? What is the purpose for my life? How am I doing that in my marriage? How am I doing that in my kids? My job? I'm bringing glory to you. Because it's easy to fall in to what the world wants and expects, right? It's so easy just to live our life like everyone else in the world. Let's go make money, right? Let's, uh, let's get, get, get. Try to build our kingdom, right? In a sense. Let's do this and do this and do this and work, work real hard. And, and God's called us to work, don't get me wrong. God's called us to make money. Uh, God's called us to go on vacation. It's okay. You need to have vacation. Everybody say amen. amen. It's okay to have stuff. There's nothing wrong with it as long as stuff doesn't have you. But what is the purpose of God in your life? Making that the number one thing. And not falling into this humanistic, it's all about me. I need, I need, I need. That's real easy to get into. Real easy. Every one of us has gotten into it one time or another. So easy to slip and fall and, and to be into that and get into that. And then all of a sudden, a number of years pass and that's all you've done. Is me, 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 me. Or us, 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 our family or whatever. And we forgot to humble ourselves before the Lord. And then, guess what happens? The enemy's coming in at this whole time and condemning, right? 
you're feeling condemnation. You're feeling, oh, you're watching somebody else, God use somebody else. And then when you look at them, this is a key to understand if you're there, you look at them and you start judging them. Oh, they, they're, they don't, they're not really, they're fake. They're not, they're not doing what they should be doing. Uh, they're, they're not all that. I know them. I know what's behind them. And you start judging, right? Listen, let me tell you something. Anytime you start judging, something's wrong in you. Anybody here? Anytime you bring about judgment on somebody else, there's something wrong in you. Something wrong. And it's usually because somebody else is doing better than you. I mean, it can be on other people who aren't doing as good as you, too. Definitely, that happens. You gotta watch that. That's why humility is so important. And that's why being focused on the purposes of God it's so important. You be focused. What has God called you to do? Remember, yours is different than mine. Nothing's greater than each other as long as you're being faithful. Be faithful to what God's called you to do, who God's called you to be. Be faithful in that. And then you're going to see the whole thing is, is you're going to have that joy that comes with that, that peace that comes with that. Do that. Find your purpose. Number three. Hold fast to the confession of your hope. Something I began this message with a little bit is that throughout the word of God, we've given so many promises of God in our lives. Hold fast to that confession. Center your life around what God's word says, not on the conditions of your life that are around you. Don't focus on what's happening around you Focus on what God's word says. Don't focus on what's happening in this world. Focus on the word of God and believe the word of God over everything else. The word of God is the truth that we must align our confession our, with our mouth, with our thoughts with. That's what we have to do. Is that God, I believe you more than I believe my circumstances. I believe you more than I believe what's happening in this world. I align my confession with you. I speak those things out. I speak what your word says. Hebrews 10, 23 says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. He who promised is faithful. Hold fast to that confession of your hope. No matter what's happening, hold fast to that confession. No matter what's going on in your kids or in your spouse or in your dog even. You know, just hold fast to that confession of what God has put inside of you, what his word says. To that lost loved one, that lost friend, that co-worker. Hold fast to that confession. 1 John 5, 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Our trust in Him. 
That's, that comes out of humility, out of love, out of respect from the Lord. We hold fast to that confession. See, we must set the thermostat of our faith to the position that God has promised and hold it there until we see it. That we don't move the temperature because of what we see. We hold it there. This is what God has promised. This is what God says in his word. And I'm going to hold it there. No matter if anybody else agrees with me. I hold it there. Right? I stand firm on it. God's promises are yes and amen. Let me, let me assure you that Satan's going to come. He's going to come and talk trash. That's all he does, knows how to do is talk trash. And a lot of times we believe it. His vocabulary is very small. The only, only thing that he knows is that you can't and God won't. That's all he says to you. You can't do it and God won't do it. And we believe him. In fact, millions and millions of people are held uh, to, to, to in prison because of this word. They're bound by their thoughts and their, their imaginations that, that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, against his word. And that voice is saying, well, I told you so. You can't do that. Or I told you so. God doesn't want to do that to you. But you see it in his word. And you've got to confess. You've got to hold your confession and speak it out. Don't give up. Ezekiel 3. Uh, was it 26, 36? Ezekiel 36. The nation of Israel, they were scattered across the land and they're a powerless nation. I mean, powerless. No hope if you looked on the outward. So they're a defeated, captive people and they they become desolate and a mockery of other nations. But the enemies of Israel made a, a grave error in judgment. They, they failed to realize that they be something. They failed to realize that they began to boast against the people of God, but they were actually boasting against God himself and his power. They talked too much. And so they began to say that, hey, we are the best. We, are, we own everything. We are basically God. We're the highest of heights, you know, the ancients. We're the place of judgment. And they were taunting Israel and all the Israelis. And so they said, we decide who wins and fails. And so what happened was, is that uh, God entered in and says, no, 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 no. You're taunting me. And he says, and he tells the nation of Israel, he says, because your enemies have said these things, prophesy. So he's telling the people of Israel to start speaking, prophesy, and uh, to say what he's saying right now. And I believe that God was saying that just because the devil is talking doesn't mean that he's in charge. Just because you're hearing those words you can't, or it's too late, or, or God won't, doesn't mean he's in charge. He's a liar. And, uh, and, and God's saying in, in Ezekiel, he said, let me show you that I'm in control here. The devil's a liar and he's a father of lies. So God told Ezekiel, because your enemy has said that, therefore prophesy. And so you need to prophesy. You need to speak what God is saying 
right now. You need to speak the promises of God. You need to start speaking them over your family. You need to start speaking them over yourself. And what does God say about you? And start prophesying. You know, the power, Proverbs 18:21. the power of life and death reside in the tongue. It's, it's time for us to don't stop listening to the enemy. Stop listening to those soothsayers out there that's saying the same thing. Listen to God. And speak what he is saying right now. And that begins to raise your temperature up to the level of faith of God. That God says, this is where I want you to speak. This is what I want you to believe for. This is how I want you to live. So sometimes maybe you need to go back and God's going to remind you about some of the promises that you put off in in the corner somewhere back in your mind and back in your heart. And that you're not believing him for anymore. He's going to say, listen, that promise was yes and amen. I never told you to give up on it. And he's going to have you pour it out, pull it out of your closet, dust off the mothballs and start believing again. And start speaking those things that be not as though they were. The whole fast is a confession of your hope. See, and this, this is a thing that happens every year with us. Is that the enemy is not going to stop attacking you because you believe. And what begins to happen is that we begin to believe and believe and believe, but then it doesn't come about, or we, we hear all these words, and we stop it. We stop believing. And that's what's the problem with the body of Christ, is that we have stopped believing the great things about God and continuing and praying and going after the things and going after, in a sense, revival, going after the things of God, going after the miraculous, going after the, what he wants in this world. We've got to start believing again and stepping out in faith. Become radical. Amen? Amen? Radical is a good thing. Our God's a radical God. He sent his own son to die for you. That's radical, Right? I mean, if that happened today, you would, you would write all over Facebook how bad that is. Right? Oh, that's its guy. He's no good. God's a radical God. But some of the things that Jesus said, it would be, it would be all of us Christ, American Christians would write against it in Facebook. Right? Go let the dead bury the dead. Oh, what? I can't have a funeral? You want me to go on a trip with you, but I can't go bury? Oh, that's not right. What, isn't that right? We'd write it all up on Facebook, right? Sell everything you have and give to the poor. Oh, I'm, I'm stepping on too many toes right now. Number four. Number four. We've got to hold fast to our confession of hope. Number four. Don't let possessions become your center focus this year. We've got to get out of that. Don't let it become your center focus. We must not allow ourselves to get sucked into the measuring our success and by our possessions. That's a worldly standard. Don't allow that to happen. In the world, possessions, what you make, what you have. And there's nothing wrong with having stuff, okay? 
as long as you're being led by the Lord and you're giving, not just you're, you're giving to others, you're giving to the church, you're giving for his kingdom, you got some balance there. But we can't allow that to be our center focus. You've got to be willing to give it all up. Amen? You've got to be willing to sell it all. And give it all up. Give it all up. We can't afford to conform to the world in this area. Otherwise, our focus gets turned inward. What we And we look at our, our lives and we start comparing our lives to the Joneses. And we start fighting for that and to be like everybody else. And to get all the stuff and junk and junk. And let me tell you something. God wants you out of debt. And, I've, and I, I told you in our, in our series that, that we did this last fall that I believe that there's something coming that we need to get out of debt. All of us. And, uh, and I don't know, 2021, 2022, you need to get out of debt, you need to save. I, I don't believe you're gonna be, it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna hurt the believers who do that. I believe you need to get that. You need to have freedom, amen? Because you need to have freedom to give, you need to have freedom to go do what God's called you to do. And so God's going to get you out of the debt. We ran Dave Ramsey and you know our church is out of debt, we, but we believe everybody is going to be out of debt. Amen? This year. Believe that. So don't let allow, allow this world to be your focus. 1 Timothy 6-7, for we brought nothing into this world and it's certain we can't carry nothing out. Don't let possessions be your focus. Number five, real quick. We need to fan the flame. 1 Timothy 4.14 Do not neglect the gift which is given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 6 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 6 It says, I'm writing to encourage you to fan the flame and rekindle the fire of the spiritual gift God imparted to you when I laid my hands upon you. For God will never give you the spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, love, and self-control. So never be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor be embarrassed over my imprisonment, but overcome evil by the revelation of the power of God. We need to fan the flame. We need to lift rise up in our passion for the Lord. And so in our time of of 21 days of prayer and fasting, that's one of the things the elders are going to do. We're going to lay hands on you and stir up the gift of God that's inside of you. We're going to prophesy because we want to see that passion come forth. I'll talk more about that next week. And number six, you've got to keep your focus on eternity. This life right here is only for a moment. I said I'm going to be 50 years old. It has gone by very fast. Only for a moment. But I'm going to live for eternity. And I'm thankful for what God has given us. And I'm thankful for where we're going, but our eyes are in eternity. And my goal is every time I look at somebody, I'm looking for their eternity. And I want to keep our eyes on that. Amen. God has something for you. God's going to do something in you and through you 
2020. Let's start to prepare. You know, a lot of you are off and you have a lot of vacation that's coming up here this next week. Spend some time in prayer. Get focused on Him. Get Bow down to Him. Have humility. Find, start to find God's purpose. Hold fast to that confession of your hope. Some of the things you need to bring out, some of those promises of God. Don't let your possessions become your center focus. Your goal shouldn't be next year just getting a new car. There should be a lot more than that. Right? There should be a lot more than that. Get out of debt. Amen? Give more. Let that be some of your focuses, right? Fan the flame. Allow the elders to, to lay hands on you during this time. Come up here. on. You don't even need the elders. You can come up here on, on Sunday mornings. We have people praying every Sunday. Let them lay hands on you. Holy Ghost, Spirit-filled people. Keep your focus on eternity. Amen? All right, guys, let's pray. Father, I just thank you, God, as we, in these next few weeks, that, God, I, I thank you. You're preparing us for something. I can feel it in my spirit, Lord. I, and you're preparing us for more. You're preparing us for you. You're preparing us for the things that you want to see happen in our life. God, we want your will. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, we pray that right now. And I pray for everyone in here, God, that something today inspire them to draw closer to you, God, in Jesus' name. Now, Father God, that they don't want to, they want to leave 2018 with a commitment, God. That, God, I want to go after you with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my might, in Jesus' name. That we're going to love you, God, with everything, and we're going to love others as ourselves. That, God, we are committing to you right now, God, in Jesus' name, to, to go after you with everything. So let 2020 be a time we increase in you, in all things God, in Jesus' name. Father, help us prepare for that. Help us prepare our hearts, our minds, our, uh, our wills, Lord. Everything, God, in our life. We humble ourselves. We lay everything at the foot of the cross and say, God, it's yours. Take things out that need to be taken out. Add things that need to be added, Lord. Increase what needs to be increased. Decrease what needs to be decreased. But we say, God, we are yours in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen.